Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel. You know that the partnership game is not easy, but it's so worth it. If you're struggling with attracting or maintaining partnerships, go to speakingofpartnership.com right now, click on the big red button, and attend a free webinar on the secret to starting your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I'm super excited to bring you today's featured guest, Victoria Allen. Victoria, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ken. Really excited to be here with you and to have us get into this subject. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited too. And, and I want to make sure that our listeners know who you are and what you're all about. So let me just give a little bit of an introduction for you. All right. So Victoria Allen is a marriage and family therapist, retreat leader, spiritual mentor, and founder of Raise Your State. For over three decades, she's empowered women around the globe to extinguish menacing fears and shed limiting beliefs. So they're able to bring forth their deepest love into relationships. She believes that women carry the transforming power to introduce fierce self-love into their lives and make loving choices and courageously cultivate fulfilling and intimate relationships. With decades of experience and study with some of the world's greatest spiritual masters and healers, including Don Miguel Ruiz, who many of you probably know from his best-selling book, The Four Agreements. She brings a wealth of expertise and experience to help women access the courageous love that's already inside of them. Victoria, do me a favor. If there's anything we missed in the intro, please add that in. And then if you would give us kind of a window into how you got started doing the incredible work that you do. Hmm. I don't think you missed anything, Ken. Okay. Well, I got started. You know, my uh, journey has been an evolution. I initially went into nursing school and became an OBGYN nurse practitioner, and I had a private practice with women. And um, I would do physical exams and all that you do as a nurse practitioner, and yet what I consistently heard from women were their emotional and mental challenges, and uh, that led me to go in and get my master's degree and become a marriage and family therapist, and actually from there I can say just it's been an evolution. As I have became a therapist, um, there was a deeper yearning to reach into um, my spiritual being and began to study uh, many different modalities that all come together with the work that I do today. Um, so it's just been an evolution, and I keep um, adding and tweaking and shifting. And uh, my deepest passion at this point is to work with women and really help them bring their own, I'll say their feminine energy to a relationship uh, with a man. And um, I say that because I'm, I'm here in L.A. It's a busy town with a lot of professional women who are very accomplished and um, out in the world doing great things. And then having them shift sort of that masculine energy that they need to use in the world uh, once they come home and really shift into a feminine dynamic feels like. Um, that's what I'm helping women do, and they're finding their relationships are uh, smoothing out 
and they're feeling better. So that's really my current uh, focus. That's fantastic. I love that focus. I, and, and, you know, in my work with women, I find that that is such a huge, huge issue is having lost that connection with the feminine. Yes. And even to the point where it doesn't even feel safe anymore. Yes, it's true. So give me an idea. Well, how do you start a woman down that path of reconnecting and feeling safe being in her feminine? Um, well, they generally come into pretty stressed out and um, marriages aren't working. Their, their partnerships aren't working. And um, when I you know, so ask them how it would feel for them to um, feel unwound and relaxed, they're always they're just generally on board and um, ready and what I do is focus them back to what uh, nurtures them what gives them pleasure how to really take care of themselves on a deeper level I'll say of body mind spirit and learn to rein in um, what I'll call the direction and control and attempts to micromanage maybe their husband's lives or their their life in general and um, so it's a gradual process I'll say of unwinding the programming and the belief systems and uh, once they kind of pull back their um, tension and stress uh, from the relationship they generally see their men um, become more present and more involved, which is what they're usually complaining of anyway, is I want him to be more involved or more present or more sexual or something. Mm -hmm. And um, it naturally, I believe it naturally comes about when a woman really understands how to bring her feminine and her love into the relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it, I love that because what you just shared, Victoria, is so great when when you think of, you know, it, it does just happen naturally because now that, you know, yin and yang, that balance is coming back. Yeah. But I, I like to use the analogy of like when you were a kid and you were on the teeter-totter. Mm -hmm. If both of you are on one end, it's not fun. Yeah. There's no, nothing's <laughs> happening. Like, I like that. Okay, here we are. This is yeah. not what I thought it would be. Well, no, you're both on one end. There's a balance has to happen for the fun to start. It's true. And you know, Ken, what I really see is that men just want their women to be happy. It's like, mm -hmm. I just just want her to be happy. So I help women recognize what supports their men in feeling, um, feeling like they're successful with them, feeling like they can, they're, the, they're their hero. And when I do that, um, men just really step up. But I see many ways that women sort of undermine that experience of a man feeling successful not only in his outer life or career but with his woman and uh, they begin to see oh my gosh this is what I do to him and I'm like well he's not feeling very successful if you say these things to him so that's um, how I believe women can really learn in a whole new way of being yeah and, and the thing that I think is so important to understand and I'm sure you've seen this is it's actually the less you do, the more love you receive. That's true. That's so true. It's like you don't really need to be doing all these things you think you need to be doing. It's like if you would just step back into your feminine, let him do some stuff. He likes yes. doing stuff. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's it's really, 
you know, it's so counterintuitive because we're like, well, what else do I need to do? Nothing. <laughs> Less. What Relax. And yeah. yeah, it's yeah. funny because I, I do a lot of uh, events where I will have a mixed audience and I will let them, I'll kind of moderate it and let them ask questions of each other. And it never fails that some woman will say, well, what do we need to do to get, you know, like a second date or whatever? And the men will be like, you know, you don't need to do anything. It's just like we, we just have a certain vibe or we feel the connection or whatever it is. Right. Mm -hmm. And I can just see all the women like, no, give me something to do. <laughs> I have I can't not do something that's not working. It's like, no, that's why it's not working because you keep exactly. trying to do something. And it's like, just be yourself. We want we want to date you. Well, that whole doing is a very action-oriented uh, male part of exactly. us. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 No, it's 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 such a unfortunate situation we're in, but thankfully there's, you know, people like you out there helping women with this because it's it's vital. It's so vital. So, let me ask you this, Victoria. Do you well, I I've found personally it's helpful to have like, you know, some kind of a touchstone. I call it a guiding principle. It could be a quote. It could be a mantra, but something that you can always come back to when you're getting off track in your partnership. What do you use for that? And, and how can our listeners apply that in their lives? Hmm. Great question. Um, actually, this came to me through um, working with people that what I found missing in a lot of relationships that were in trouble and um, uh, not communicating well and not happy with each other was each person's need to hold radical respect in relationship. And I feel like when we really learn what that means to live with a kind of respect, which is really a heart-based respect, um, and we are hold each other's heart as our own heart, those two principles really um, pull me back to myself when I'm um, over there attempting to tell my husband what I think he needs to do, which is not respect. <laughs> and go, oops, that's not my business over there. And um, respect him to make the choices he's going to make, to live his life in his way and in his time, and, um, and trust that. So I feel like radical respect is something that is really important to deepen into and not necessarily an easy thing to do. Um, and then basically to, you know, see your partner's heart as your own heart. How is it you want your own heart held? And uh, so those are two of sort of the basic, um, um, I'll say principles, fundamentals that I um, see and use on myself or myself. And, um, encourage my clients to learn about more fully. Yeah, no, the, I love those. <laughs> They're great. Yeah, it definitely changes your perspective if you're going, am I holding their heart the way I want mine held? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, not really. <laughs> okay, maybe they don't like that either. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, it's true. That's and, you know, I people will go, well, I don't respect what he's doing. And I said, you know, there's there we see respect as respecting people for making you know great choices or having integrity or something they've succeeded in. Uh, we have respect for um, people who've done well, but this is a whole different thing that I see is that we 
really need to respect that every single being, every single soul is here to do what it's here to do. And we can't know the timing and we can't know which choices. It's up to that being over there, that soul over there to make their choices. And we, it does not work for us to interfere. So that's a big one to learn. And um, I know that it works. Yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you. That's a great one. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that our listeners have said they love about the show, Victoria, is how generous our guests are in sharing their own personal stories of partnership. And what I'd like to ask you to do is is take us to a time in your life when, well, you, you tripped up in a partnership. And, and just tell us that story. You know, what were you doing? What did you trip on? And what did you learn from that that you've been able to, you know, leverage to move forward? Mm-hmm. Well, actually, the partnership I want to talk about, I would say, is one of the biggest lessons I've learned in relationship was with um, a friend. And she and I would be, had become really good friends supporting each other's lives. And uh, I went, we went through some really tough times together. I went through a, the death of her child with her, and she went through breast cancer with me. And we really supported each other through a lot of emotional pain and healing time and um, a lot of emotion and there was a lot of drama with that but you know it was what it was at the time and so we really bonded through wounding and over time um, I would say I began to shift and I did not want to keep um, having communication that was all around a lot of emotional pain and wounding I just wasn't in the same place and I began to kind of move away from her and she could feel it. And I would say how I tripped up was really not being clear and direct with her, how I was feeling, what was going on. And um, I didn't want to have the confrontation. I didn't want to hurt her. And um, my pulling away, I think, really created a lot of pain. And she eventually, she was the one that had the courage to come and talk to me. And... Um, and I, I just said where I was, and she was pretty devastated. But what I realized is I didn't handle that well. And I do feel like relationships, all relationships, um, some of them stay forever. Many of them don't. We come and go in relationships that uh, teach us and grow us at the time. And uh, I didn't have the courage to just directly say, wow, we've had all these years together, and I just don't want to spend more time with you in the space that you're in. So I really, I would say I aborted a deeper level of intimacy with her. And um, I've learned from that. I've learned that when something feels over or complete, that I need to really address it head on and um, be clear about it. And there'll be less um, pain and challenges in that way. So I tripped up there. That's such a great story, Victoria. Thanks for sharing that. You know, here's here's one. I, sometimes I don't know how my mind works. Well, actually, I never know how my mind works. But what, what you just reminded me of was, like you said, you're like, I didn't want to hurt their feelings. I, and so I kind of avoided speaking my truth. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why this just reminded me of something that happened to me a little while ago. I was in an ice cream shop and I ordered these two kinds of ice cream. And it was one of those places with, you know, like 
20 different kinds, so you tasted a bunch of different ones. And I sat down, started eating my ice cream, and I looked at my friend and went, I think I got the wrong ice cream. And so one of the scoops is right and the other one wasn't. And I'm like, no, this definitely is not the right ice cream. And I'm sitting there thinking, do I go back and say something or not? Mm -hmm. And I decided, yeah, I'm going to, I mean, why not? They're right there. There's not a line. I'm not distracting them from anything. And I'm like, hey, uh, I think I confused you with all the samples I did. Can I think I got the wrong stuff. He goes, oh, you're kidding. He goes, yeah, I totally gave you the wrong one. So he does it again. The owner of the ice cream shop comes out and he goes, thank you for letting us know. He goes, I can't mm -hmm. tell you how many people we make a very innocent mistake and they go and write it up on Yelp or something. Oh, these guys even gave me the wrong ice cream. He's like, tell us, we'll make it right. <laughs> but instead they yeah. vent in a way that it's like, you didn't even give us an opportunity to make the adjustment that was needed. Yeah. And that's so huge because, you know, they don't know. They, they didn't do it on purpose. They weren't being mean and evil ice cream guys. They were just made a kind right. of mistake. But exactly. we do this in our lives too, right? Where things aren't in alignment anymore. And we're like, oh, I don't want to bring it up. Yes. Well, then it can't ever get resolved. And all you're going to do is, you know, fill in all these negative ideas of what that was about. That's so true. Yeah. That's what I've learned. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's sometimes hard to uh, speak up and um, tell a hard truth. And yet honesty is what eventually takes us into all kinds of deep levels of relationship. I'd say intimate levels of relationship is through honesty. And often, like you said, you know, they were willing to make it different. My friend probably could have taken it in if I said this is a problem for me instead of just pulling away and saying it's over. So I didn't give her that um, courtesy. Yeah, yeah. Because in and a way, to use our, our current language, you ghosted her. Exactly. exactly. That was long before ghosting was yeah. even a word. <laughs> but the, the, the biggest difficulty with ghosting is we don't know. Yes. What just happened? I thought we were friends. Now they're gone. I don't get it. And we fill in all these, you know, our brain naturally goes worst case scenario. Must have been me. What did I yes. do? What did I say? What's wrong with me? We start to question all this stuff and it's a living hell. It is. Yeah. It's so true. Because the other person's doing it much like you said, going, well, you know, this will just, let's just end it. I'll just walk away. It'll be a clean yeah. break. Nobody will have to go through the whole uncomfortable talk about it. We'll just be done. That's so true. So it's, it's, it's so funny. Again, it's somewhat well-intended. It's a little bit playing chicken, but it's somewhat well-intended. And yet it doesn't work that way. The other person yeah. is in this total limbo of going, what does this mean? You know, Ken, I really, I was just talking about honesty, but what I would say to that is it takes a lot of courage. Yes. It takes a lot of courage to keep showing up in our relationships and deepening yeah. and uh, telling those hard truths, but it takes a lot of courage. We have to go through all of our fears and be willing to experience whatever goes on over there when we have the courage to speak up. And um, uh, it's something that I uh, continue to grow in and uh, feel like it's so important to just be courageous. Absolutely, 100%. And, you know, I, I often remind people that 
the choice we make for partnership is never the easy choice. <laughs> the easy choice is the one that only concerns us. It's true. That's the no-brainer. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't care about them. Well, that's easy. The hard one is going, hmm, this isn't necessarily my favorite, but it's the better thing for the partnership. Yes, for sure. So it does. It takes courage. It takes it takes that level of investment and commitment to go, yeah, I'm going to do the uncomfortable things at times because it's, yes. it's got a bigger outcome. Yeah, really, really great. Well, let me ask you this, Victoria. I want to kind of switch gears from a time you tripped up to a time that was like one of your, I'll call it your proudest moments in partnership. So it, it could be, you know, anywhere in your life, romantic, family, career, but it's a time when you think back on it, like, that was so cool. Hmm. What would one of those be? Hmm. So one of the coolest times yeah. in partnership. Hmm. Gosh, that's a good one. Um, I actually will have to say, um, my commitment to my husband, my commitment to my current mm -hmm. husband, and we've been together for 15 years and, uh, we had known each other for many, many years before that. And we were just in different places in our lives and, um, there was nothing but friendship there. But when we actually came together, um, there was some part of both of us that just knew it was right. It was right timing. Um, our priorities were aligned. Um, I'll say sort of the masculine feminine polarity was really clearly there for us. And I can see him and who he is and what he's about in ways that he would say no one's ever been able to see. And I know that it's like there's a deep knowing about that. That's not really coming from my, I'm going to say my mind or my ego. It's just sort of a deep knowing. I know who this man is and what he's here to do. And I want to support that. And um, he came in just with, I want to really hold your heart and take care of you, take care of your heart. And uh, I had been through a heartbreak. And so we just came together. It was really beautiful. And we've been together for 15 years. We continue to grow and expand and deepen. And um, so I would say that's just been one of the highlights of relationship of my whole life. Awesome. That's fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you. So I want to ask you a question, if I may, about what you just said. You said you continue to grow and expand. What have you found is the key to continuing to grow instead of stagnating? Because so many people are like, I just feel like we're stagnant. Mm -hmm. Actually, I think relationships do, co do go through some of those stagnant phases. And it's generally a time of I can even call it a discontent, some level of subtle discontent if they're bored with each other or mm -hmm. um, there, things start to get flat. And I think those are always signs to change it up. And often it's a place where um, there's not enough quality time together that where you're really deepening and um sharing your dreams, sharing your thoughts, sharing your emotions. And once you get that going again, if you've been sort of disconnected for a while and start to feel that there's a lull in the relationship, 
Um, I always think going away from whatever life we're living, away from work, away from kids, and uh, to reconnect is a great thing. And so I think what I know is relationships are never consistent, just like life is not consistent. And we don't need to get nervous or scared when we go through those times. We see them as um, an opportunity to regenerate what's with us, maybe even to go back to what are our dreams together or where are we going from here? Um, how can we play right now? Great. Yeah, no, I, I think that's so important that you, you know, like you I like the way you use stagnant because it's just like, yeah, it just kind of gets in this lull and it's like, well, we got to change something. <laughs> if, we're, if we're doing the same thing all the time and it's not exciting, obviously exactly. we need to do something that, try something new, let's see. Um, and it is that perspective too, right? Stepping away and going, oh, we're in a different environment. We're not at the house. We don't have all the distraction of everyday life and connecting there. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like just like our own personal lives, our relationships are like, I always talk about, you know, we live through the seasons of our lives. We're not always in the spring of our life. So not every relationship is going to be, you know, turned on, new life, blooming, sun, spring of our life. Sometimes we're going to go through those moments of shedding. We're going to go into the fall of our lives. And that's the same for relationships. They go through so many cycles, so many stages and so many states. And uh, I'll say so many initiations into new um new decades or new parts of our lives. So um, when a relationship can hold a big enough container to recognize sort of the ebbs and flows that we both go through and we go through together and just include it all, um, that's actually, that's what I've learned from my husband. He, he's like, if I'm like something that has not been going so well, he'll say, honey, it, it's just temporary. It'll change. And it, it does. And he, he's really taught me. Uh, about the fluidity in relationship. Nice. That's yeah. That's great. Well, Victoria, we've actually arrived at a part of the show I call Bring It All Home. And this is where we are going to step away from the stories. And I'm going to ask you to just share some very simple, concrete guidance for our listeners that they can you know, take and apply to their relationships right away. And where I'd want to start is what would you say is the best partnership or relationship advice you have ever received? Hmm. Probably from my first spiritual teacher who really drove home um, the reality that we are love and we are here to remember that we're love and we're here to live our happiness. And so I would say that's the number one because if I'm not happy and if I'm not recognizing really who I am at the core of myself, um, I'm not giving the best of me into the relationship. So um, I took that teaching in and it's been a guiding light for me for years and years. How can I wake up to recognizing that I am consciousness? I am love. I am not this program that tends to move into like fear and control, um, hopefully less and less now than before. But um, I would say that was the best experience. In fact, Ken, I had studied uh, religions and philosophies and psychology, and it wasn't until I met Miguel and he said to me, you know, honey, 
the truth is you are love and you're here to wake up to your happiness. When he said that, everything in me just said yes. It's like I registered that that truth and I felt like some part of me just came home. I stopped looking out um, and started recognizing that that was really true for me. And so that was really the best, I'll say the best advice for relationship with myself and that's what I bring into all my relationships. That's fantastic. I love that. That's great. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So, Victoria, what would you say is for you is the best book or resource that you would recommend to our listeners about partnership and relationships and why that particular one? Hmm. Well, here we go back to Miguel again, because it was one of the first relationship books. He wrote The Mastery of Love. And when I have clients come in with relationship issues, which is most everyone, <laughs> uh, I have them uh, read The Mastery of Love. It comes down to some really specific principles um, about who we are as love and how to be in relationship, how to not take things personally, how to not make assumptions, which are also in the Four Agreements book. But that one is a hard one. And people say, how can I not take that personally when he's doing this or saying this, you know, and and you have to really learn the principle of what that is. And um, people do what they do because of how they're programmed. It's not because of what we do or don't do. So some very profound um, truth in that book and not necessarily easy to live by. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I know I know so many people that have, you know, read his work and go, I was hoping it was something else. Well, it's true. You know, I used to be one of uh, when he had his initial website years ago, I was one of his teachers on the website. And so people would call me and they'd say, hey, I've read this book, but I don't know how to do this. How do you not take something personally? How do you not make assumptions? You know, how do you become impeccable with your word? And um, they needed guidance and assistance. And because it's true, it's it's a deep teaching. It looks like four simple little agreements in the four agreements book. Uh, and yet to uh, take them in and really master them, what it what it does is shift so many agreements we made as children of how we're supposed to be in relationships, yeah. how we're supposed to be in life. So um, that's the that's the book I consistently refer people to as a good uh, primer, a good base. If we don't have right relationship with ourselves, we're not going to have right relationship with others. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Victoria, you have shared such great information, and, uh, and clearly we've only scratched the surface. Would you let our listeners know how they can contact you and learn more about what you do? Ah, sure. Um, well, they can contact me through my website, and my website is raiseyourstate.com. When I say raise your state, it's it's mental, emotional, physical, spiritual state as we raise our vibrational feel through shifting beliefs and habits. Um, we become into more of our fullness, more of our happiness, really, more of our love. So you, they can go to raiseyourstate.com. I'm working specifically um, with women uh in not only mentoring privately, I sometimes create courses, but right now I don't have one going, um, 
and they're called courageous loving. It's like, how does a woman become a courageous lover in her relationship? How does she really learn how to bring her, her, her love, her heart, her body, her feminine energy into relationships? So my courageous loving, uh, package that I have there right now is, which is, uh, a set amount of sessions. I really walk women through, um, places to deepen into courageous loving that's fantastic. I, I love that phrase, courageous loving. It says so much in just two words. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Victoria, thank you again for being with us today. I mean, I've definitely got a lot of things going on in my head right now from what our conversation was. And I'm sure our listeners are like, okay, I got to re-listen to this one. So I, would, I just want to thank you for taking the time and being here with us today. Well, thank you, Ken. I so appreciate being on this interview with you and uh, connecting with you and to the audience. And uh, and I'm here and I would love to reconnect. So thank you so much for inviting me. You're very welcome. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Be sure you catch the bonus stories from our guests on Follow Your Yes Friday. It's easy to do. Just go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher or iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else either in person or on the web. Have a great day. And remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.